Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Here are your California headlines. In Sacramento, an embattled city councilman who's been indicted and who's still under federal investigation has resigned. Sean Lololi is accused of conspiracy, fraud, obstruction of justice, and using false immigration documents for workers all in connection to supermarkets he owns in the Sacramento area. Sacramento Mayor Daryl Steinberg has been calling for Lololi's resignation and in a press conference said the councilman ultimately had no choice. These serious criminal charges are simply incompatible with continuing in public office. In a resignation video he posted online, Lololi maintains he stepped down because he's the victim of a political vendetta by Mayor Steinberg. A parents' rights group says it plans to sue Attorney General Rob Bonta next week because of how his office titled and summarized an initiative the group hopes to get on the ballot. Cap Radio's Kate Wolf has that story. Protect Kids California announced in August they were going to bring issues regarding transgender youth to the voters. They filed a proposal for an initiative that would prohibit gender-affirming care for minors, exclude trans girls from girls' competitive sports, and require schools to disclose a student's gender identity to their parents. In November, the official title and summary came back from the Attorney General's office. He changed the title from Protect Kids of California Act of 2024 to the deceptive title Restricts Rights of Transgender Youth. That's Aaron Friday, a co-founder of Protect Kids California. Bonta's office said it couldn't comment on this particular initiative, but it is serious about following California law when issuing titles and summaries. In the past, the American Medical Association has urged governors to oppose state legislation that would prohibit medically necessary gender transition-related care for minor patients. For the California Report, I'm Kate Wolf in Sacramento. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.com dot org slash podcasts to sign up now 
That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Let's get wild now and listen to a sound that had vanished from California's natural landscape for decades. Many thought for good. That's the howl of a gray wolf. For millennia, such wolves roamed across much of what would become California, but then European settlers arrived who were bent on wolf extermination. In the 20th century, the last California gray wolf was observed in the 1920s, but that changed in 2011 with the sighting of a wolf who had crossed into California from Oregon. Now, a small but growing population of wolves have reestablished themselves in the state, and naturalists are delighted. Here to talk about it is Jordan Traverso with California's Department of Fish and Wildlife. Mr. Verso, how many wolves are in California now? Uh, so right now we have six packs, could have up to eight packs. We do see a lot of movement within those packs because of a new pack establishing from another pack. And we have somewhere in the range of about 50 to 60 wolves, I'd say. But we're talking about wild animals here, which I imagine are hard to count and track. So there could be more wolves, right? 80, 90, 100? Uh, you know, it's really hard for me to tell because the fact that we only know about the ones that we have documented. There's a possibility in some remote places, especially up in like, you know, national forest land up on the north part of the state that, that is really remote, that there's a possibility that there are wolves there too. It's real hard to give a definitive number. I mean, you could, it, it, 100 might be right. And wolves are protected, correct? That's correct. In California, they're both federally protected and they're protected by the California Endangered Species Act. I imagine a lot of people listening to us are happy about the return of the gray wolf to California and really what that says about the resiliency of nature. But wolves are apex predators, and I'm sure there are others, from hikers to ranchers, who might have concerns about wolf attacks on people or farm animals. What do you say to them? Well, wolves pose very, very, very little risk to, like, health and safety risk to humans. They really do, especially with the very, very few that we have here. We are much more of a threat to them than they are to us. Um, Livestock is different. I mean, that actually is, you know, they're going to eat deer. They're going to eat deer out in the forest, and they're probably going to eat cattle if they have access to them. That's what they do. That's their food source. They will go out on a remote ranch and possibly kill livestock. And for that, we do have some reimbursement mechanisms. If you're a rancher, you say, I you know, believe a wolf has taken one of my livestock, and then you apply for a grant to get reimbursed for the cost of that livestock. And then our, our guys come out and check. Sometimes we can tell with the collars, too. Yes, we definitely know that there was a wolf in that area, so it's highly likely. And then they can also tell based on, on the kill how if it was a wolf or if it was a coyote or if it died of something else and then was scavenged upon. They're really, really good at being able to determine this stuff. And what's the future of the wolf in California and what does the state hope to see? What we hope is that these wolves are returning because we have applied the appropriate protections for them to be here as well as providing enough suitable habitat for them to live here because they do belong here. Wolves are part of our ecology here. This is their historic habitat, and we like it when things that belong here are here. It's really a great ecological story. Hopefully, it means that we are applying the right protections and we are uh, establishing enough suitable habitat for wolves to come back into the state. 
All right, we have been speaking to Jordan Traverso of the California Department of Fish and Wildlife about the return of gray wolves to California. Thanks so much for joining us on the California Report. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your interest in our wolves. And that is the California Report for Friday, January 5th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Jim Bennett, Brian Douglas, Christopher Beal, Catherine Monahan, and Seal Muller. Our producers are Billy Cruz and Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editor is Angela Corral. Our vice president of news is Ethan Tobin Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. As always, thanks so much for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and Adult and Children's Health Systems, working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org. The William and Flora Hewlett Foundation, investing in creative thinkers and problem solvers who are working to ensure that people, communities, and the planet can flourish. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt whose philanthropy works to create a cleaner, healthier, more secure world for all. On the web at theschmidt.org. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.